welcome to Raw the Podcast with Emma and Amy, where we talk real and raw with mamas who have had to fight and be fierce, who have been thrown curveballs and faced adversity. We discuss everything from premature birth and NICU life to special needs and infant loss. Nothing is off topic. We hope that by opening up and being vulnerable, we can break down the walls and start to remove some of the shame and stigma associated with these traumatic experiences while helping other mamas feel less alone. I'm Emma, a rural living mum to two Premie and medically complex girls, Hazel Earthside and our warrior Willow up in the stars. And I'm Amy, special needs and medical mama to Premie boys James and Jack and a fierce advocate for the Premie and special needs community. We don't share your average mama stories and this isn't your average podcast. Raw is unrefined and breaks through the bullshit of navigating guilt, grief and trauma. I mean, let's be honest, we've been through more shit than some could ever imagine. So at this point, we don't really have a filter. But with this being said, please note, we do talk about sensitive topics in our episodes, which we know can be distressing. We give this warning simply to empower you, our audience, with the knowledge you need to make healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this podcast content. Please take care of yourselves and don't hesitate to ask for help if you need it. And lastly, let us assure you that it's not all bad and sad. Above all, we hope to shine a light on the life-changing perspective and appreciation that only these experiences can give you. We share the overwhelming joys and triumphs that our little miracles, both here and in heaven, bring to our lives. And we discuss the inspiration and hope we have gained from this community. While our experiences are individually unique, we are forever a part of something truly special. A community of fierce mama bears and their cubs navigating the storm. And together we'll roar. Hey Roarers, happy Monday. It's just me, Amy, here again today. I'm sure you've all noticed that Emma's been missing from the pod over the past few weeks. And while it hasn't been my place to delve into this too much, we do have an update for you all. And some, let's just say, bittersweet, happy but sad news to share at the end of this episode. But in the meantime, I'll introduce our guest for this week, the kind-hearted Grecian, who many of you may know as Growing Our Tribe on Instagram. Grecian is a mama of four gorgeous girls, including two full-termers, Adeline and Macy, and a set of Premie twins, Hannah and Riley, who were born at 25 weeks. I chat to Grecian about the premature birth of her twins, the push-pull of having two babies in the nursery, how a subsequent baby can bring a sense of healing, and the frustration of fighting for a diagnosis. There's so many nodding along relatable moments in this one. I hope you guys love it. I just want to pop a disclaimer here before we start. Unfortunately, my equipment had a hissy fit in this episode and my audio is far from ideal with a crappy echo. It does get a little better as the ep goes on, but I do apologize. And I wanted to let any new listeners know that this is not the norm. So, hey, Grecian, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I think a lot of people probably might follow you already on Instagram which is exciting you're a bit of a star in our community it's a bit nerve-wracking yeah yeah. (laughs) lots of expectations yeah I'm fangirling today I was like I was just saying before we started um recording that you know I've known of you guys for since the girls the twins were born prematurely so four years and I just feel like I know you but I've never spoken to in person like this so it's nice it's so nice yeah it is all right, so to start, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your gorgeous family? So obviously I'm Grecian. I am a mum of four beautiful girls, um, Adeline, who's six and a half, Hannah and Riley, who are twins, and they were born at 25 weeks. They are currently four, and we have a new baby girl, or not really new anymore. She's a year old now, yeah, Macy. Happy birthday, Macy. She recently oh, turned no. one. <laughs> Goes, goes way too quickly. Yeah. Well, so when, quickly. Yeah, when I'm saying that it was four years ago for the twins, I'm just like, my gosh, I remember seeing your first cuddle photo. <laughs> like, how is that four years ago? Long, yeah. long time ago now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you're four girls, four gorgeous girls mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Very, very blessed. Your darling husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we'll start from the start. So I think this is a question that everyone always likes to hear the answer to. Um, Tell us, how did you feel when you found out you were having twins? Shit scared, Mm. literally. Um, She, because we did IVF to fall pregnant with the twins. Um, So that little embryo split. We knew it may have been twins because the HCG level was so high. 
Yeah. Um, but we were like, nah, nah, it'll be fine. Went for that seven-week scan and she put the Doppler on and as soon as she was like, guys, we just knew it was twins. Yeah. Like there yeah. was, we just cried and cried. And I remember going to the toilet to let that wee out after you hold on. Yeah. Um, for the scan and just bawling my eyes out like how are we going to do this like how did this happen we just transferred one embryo like yeah well that's how yeah because yeah. most people it's assume split. that that's when yeah most people assume you've put two embryos in but yeah in this case yeah, it was just that's, <laughs> yeah just no, the way it was just yeah. just yeah. how it works they split and yeah we've got identical twins except they're not really they don't look at it but obviously they are genetically yeah yeah yeah, so we sat in the car afterwards just laughing and crying at the same time for yeah. I don't know how long. Yeah. It was a bit of disbelief. Yeah. What a moment, hey? Yep. Yep. And so from that early stage, did you have any idea the risk that came with having twins? The risks involved, not, I guess? Not really? Not really. I knew that twins obviously had a higher risk pregnancy, but I was like, oh, look, I'll be fine. I'm a personal trainer. Um, mm. I'm quite healthy. I had a full-term pregnancy with Addie. Yeah. And I just was like, okay, I'll take it in my stride. Let's let's do this. Yeah. And trying not to obviously stress about all of that before mm. it had happened and just be excited. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And especially because your first um, Addie, her birth was um, full-term and quite normal yeah full term but she ended up in c-section yeah okay um because she got a bit stuck but besides that there was no complications at all yeah pregnancy wise yeah so then obviously unfortunately the pregnancy didn't go too smoothly so when did it all sort of start to unravel so obviously seven week scan all was looking good went for the 12 week scan everything was looking good then as well we then saw our obstetrician at 16 weeks. So just before that, like anatomy scan at 20 weeks, she wanted to check and she was doing the head measurements. And I just remember her measuring the two different heads and there was such a significant size difference already at 16 weeks. Mm. So she measured and measured and she sat us down and was like, I think you need to be referred to King Eddie's to the women's hospital because there is that discrepancy that shouldn't be there she's like it may be nothing so early yeah 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 she's like it literally may be nothing one just might be a few weeks behind um and may catch up because that's very common in twins to have the size difference but yeah for our case uh riley just didn't catch up ever yeah so went for that scan she literally got on the phone while we were sitting there in shock um and got in touch with the, is it the fetal women's? Yeah, maternal fetal medicine. Mater- yeah, yep. that, that one. Yep. The most amazing team. Yes. We think the same ever. here too. We're obviously in different states. Oh, but yeah, you, but yeah. still those teams just, like, it brings tears to my eyes thinking yeah, about those teams and those yeah. scans and so much emotion that goes with it, obviously. And they're, um, they're literally involved the whole way. I feel like they end yep. up feeling all the emotions with you. And like our um, yep. obstetrician who was part of the maternal fetal medicine team here, he literally breathed a sigh of relief once Jack was born. Like that was yep. our big high-risk pregnancy. That was your big one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like they go through that with so many patients. They're just yeah, how such they, amazing. Yeah, the toll. You think the toll that yeah. must take on them. I said that to him. I was, I was like, how do you do this as a job? <laughs> Don't know. Oh, don't know. But yeah. they're just amazing people. And they do. They save. They save lives. They literally save our babies' lives. These yeah. tiny little babies' lives. Yeah. But yeah. So from then, at sixteen weeks, we were shipped off to King Eddie's under their care, and it went from, I think it was twice, every fortnight scans to once a week to twice a week to three times a week. Like as we mm. got closer and closer, because they checked all of Riley's Dopplers and found out that her artery out of her umbilical cord she only had one artery and one vein so she was missing one of them so you should have three in total and that's why she wasn't growing she wasn't receiving any nutrients that she should have been receiving so she was shunting all her blood to her heart and her brain to just keep herself alive yeah wow so by the end of it um yeah they just sat looking at those dopplers for 
I don't, it feels like forever, but it was probably like 20 minutes um, before they made the decision at 25 weeks and six days that she needed to come out. They were just, yeah. there was nothing. She wasn't getting anything. Her body was shutting down. So that's different to twin-to-twin transfusion, is it? Yeah. yeah. So twin-to-twin yeah. is when they obviously... One steals one from the other. The other. Yeah. yeah. Which everyone's right. thought what I it was because Hannah was just had. happy. Yeah. No, so Hannah was so happy in there as Larry, like beautiful yeah. weight for the gestation. Yeah. Um, but no, it was because of the one artery, one vein. Yeah, okay. Um, there you go. So she, yeah, had the intrauterine growth restriction. Yeah. So that was just unlucky. It was. It could have that happened even if she wasn't a twin. Yeah. 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 Literally just how her placenta and cord was formed. So yeah. you're always like, I blamed myself for a long time because obviously yeah. I've had a full-term pregnancy. I was like, why did my body do that? Yeah. Like, why couldn't you have just given her what she needed? But obviously it's totally out of our control. Yeah, exactly. And most of like we all do it with pregnancy yeah. complications. We all blame ourselves. Always. But all of it is just so out of our control. And it doesn't discriminate. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of assumptions that it's, yeah, you know, people that are involved, mothers that are involved yeah. with drugs or things like that. And But it's just it literally happens, can happen to anyone. All of this stuff exactly. um, can happen to anyone. So, yeah, but yeah. we are so bad at blaming ourselves yes it's taken a long time even now four years later sometimes I'm like why couldn't I have done something more yeah. about it or why yeah but I need to stop yeah. and remind myself no it's out of my control absolutely yeah yeah all right so they were born obviously very different uh, weights um so yes yeah tell us what were their weights do you remember so Hannah was 930 grams yeah. And Riley was 515 grams with all her tubing in. Wow. So she would have been obviously under Wait. 500 grams yeah. Yeah. without all that tubing. And Hannah was a good size for 25 mm-hmm. weeks, wasn't she? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She was really good. All right. So NICU, gosh, um, I know you had a long journey, so I guess try and summarise it as best as possible. <laughs> <laughs> you can't summarise NICU, can you? No, no, no. not at all. It's like... <laughs> How much time have you got? <laughs> yeah, I guess for how did each of the girls go? Um, I'm guessing because of yeah. their different weights, um, they had quite different journeys. And I guess what were their main concerns yeah. each? And I know Riley had quite a rough, hard journey. Yeah. So, so they yeah. they both had their own hardships throughout it. Yeah. Um, so Hannah was, I'm trying to even like where to start Hannah was born at that good weight she was only intubated for a little while I think a few days then she went straight to CPAP yeah had no real issues had the typical CPAP belly all of that stuff like they do um she did I think it was about five weeks old um she got neck so necrotizing do I have you say it that long issue with the bowels where it starts like dying itself yeah 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 so they found that that was probably the hardest part of her whole journey um yeah because we didn't know if she was going to survive at one point Um, did she need surgery for that no no goodness she was transferred to the key children's hospital though and just in case, Riley was taken with them, so we went across two different hospitals, oh, that's, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Um, but she made a full recovery with just antibiotics and things like that, which yeah, was really, really good. very yeah. grateful for. No issues ongoing now from that at all. But I remember those those few days that she oh. was so – I've looks, never seen – They look so unwell. Yeah. Uh, she was grey. Her eyes were bulging. She was so sensitive to noise, light. Like they had to put up a sign at the start of our four bed like pod, saying like "Be quiet, like no lights to be on, do not yeah. make a sound," because she would desat and bratty and drop so low she'd need bagging. Like yeah, gosh, that's the this the stress of that. I can't even. Yeah, and I, I've yeah. seen. I've only ever seen like pictures, obviously, of lots of babies that have had neck and yeah. they just they do the color they look gray they and their yeah. bellies are so swollen so yeah. distended the yeah. veins like yeah yeah the stuff that was coming out of it oh these are already babies that look so fragile and sick to start like you know they're normally quite 
you know, premise they're quite translucent and you can see all their veins normally, yep. but there's just, the, yeah, some of these images of these next level. Bones. Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. But she made full recovery and that yeah, was good. probably the hardest yeah. point of her journey was when she suffered through neck. And we thought it was actually going to be Riley that had neck because of in utero her body was shutting down. Her bowels were shutting down. Everything yeah. was just not working. So they're like, there's a high chance she'll have neck and may not make it through that. So we're so grateful that Hannah took the neck took that for the, the team. team. <laughs> yeah. well, that's a nice way to look yeah. at it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's, that's where like Hannah had the bowel issues, Riley had the lung issues. You've got to be thankful for the little things, don't you? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So Hannah had pretty much no hiccups after that. Yeah. Standard, typical three-hour all of the breathing um, apparatus. She was ready to go home at term, but they kept her in another week. So she was in there 15 weeks um, just so that we had an extra week with Hannah at home, uh, Hannah at NICU with Riley, Um, and then she came home after that. Yeah. Um, So we didn't have to separate them too long, even though it was five weeks. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so she went home before Riley, yeah. Yeah, she went home before Riley, surviving, thriving, and yeah. she was having like I feel like 300 mil feeds by the end of it Gosh. the nurses were like just feed her just keep feeding oh, yeah. it plump her up and I'm like yeah. ah, oh, here's my that's, 900 gram baby go say, on to this yeah. like I chunky remember monkey she was a chunky one wasn't she was so one. chunky and they're like yeah. I think you need to back off and I'm like this is what the nurses were telling me to do so I'm just yeah. like, I'm like <laughs> they say you just you can't overfeed a baby yeah <laughs> They're hungry, they're hungry. Exactly. Yeah. So she was, and she still is a very hungry girl these days. So yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks, nurses, for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then obviously Riley, very, very different journey. So yeah. she was intubated very long time um, between the jet ventilator and the normal, like yeah. all the terminology is just gone. You kind of block it out now. Um, so she was probably on the jet for most of it. Um so that's obviously the less, how do you describe it? Like It's not meant to be as um, damaging to their damaging. lungs. Like yeah. Less, yeah. So it literally sounds like a jet engine if you listen to it and they have to wear the, the little ear, yellow yeah, earmuff ear over their yeah. ears and stuff. Yeah. Um, so for her little lungs, yeah. that's just what she needed. But she was very, very strong when she was born. She came out, I want to say crying, but it was like a meow. She sounded like a little cat. <laughs> um, oh, were you awake actually... for the birth? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you yeah. heard the and meow. I didn't, I didn't, oh, yeah, I heard the meow. Yeah. I did not I did not want to look at them though. They said, do you want to have a yeah. look at them before okay. they go? No. Yeah. Didn't want to have a look. Didn't want to know anything. Justin yeah. had a look. Yeah. And um, we went over and cut their cords. But I was like, no. Nah. I was just in yeah. my own little like yeah. block that out, block yeah. what just happened out. Yeah. Um, but she actually pulled out her breathing tube on the way down to NICU oh, at 500 really. grams. Gosh. Like, oh, is that a, is that how? her personality now too? Is she, is she naughty now? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you wonder how she even did that, yeah. Well, that's, that's what I mean, these tiny hands. Yeah. And she pulled it all the way out and they're like, okay, we'll try you on CPAP and she lasted not even 12 hours and then yeah. obviously she went back being intubated and then onto the jet and stuff. So yeah. she started off strong. Yeah, but just shows she's a fighter. Yes, yes. Um, so her main issue was obviously she was born so little, and her lungs were like size of not even ten cent pieces. Mm. Just to put into Isn't perspective how tiny these little lungs were. Yeah. So the chronic lung disease was the biggest factor for her. The breathing. Yeah. Um, she had a few bouts of pneumonia. Um, throughout her journey as I said back and forth between all of the ventilators yeah um, lost count of how many times we've seen any of them between the two of the girls having that bell rung getting mm. them bagged like yeah. just seeing the stats drop you just look at those numbers like, I'm staring off into the distance yeah, now like just like imagining yeah imagining those yeah. numbers those beeping that never never leaves you even four years later it never leaves you. No. So she came home five months later on oxygen after having um, surgery for her. Now I've got a mental blank. What's the things down here? Hernias. Yeah. 
It's like, so like, she had hernia surgery. Show me the end here. So she had hernia surgery, came home on oxygen um, five months later. So there was a big five and a half week gap between the two. both girls yeah. coming home. Yeah. Okay. Which was the hardest thing of my life. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you had Addie at home as well. So, yep. So we had a two and a half year old as well that was being palmed around to friends, family, the creche at the hospital for an hour here, an hour there. Yeah. And just Um, doing what you can and when you can. And gosh, yeah. Yeah. And then obviously when Hannah came home, we wanted to celebrate Hannah being home. And I remember not going in to see Riley for a couple of days. And that hurt so much, even now thinking of it like just leaving her in hospital yeah by herself hurt so much and the, you just again we put so much guilt on ourselves yeah yeah because yeah. you want to celebrate the milestones that one baby's having and it happened so often throughout NICU yeah. one baby would take three steps forward the other would be a step backwards yeah and trying to celebrate like when Hannah started breastfeeding well she had her first breastfeed but then Riley was Reintubated on the jet ventilator that day from because she had pneumonia so yeah. I've got one in ICU and then one in the special care like and trying to celebrate one mental head fuck like it's seriously yeah. <laughs> the yep. best way and this Literally. is why your your like a twin perspective is so it's just giving it gives so much insight because and I've heard lots of mums say this that you know especially with twins that are very contrasting journeys is mm. that how do you celebrate one baby when the other yep. is so poorly and then you yep. just want to be yeah I, you yeah. want to be there for both of you them split, and then, you literally split in half yeah yeah and then I, I'm like who do I sit with today to pump yeah yeah so oh, I sat to, with Riley yeah. Riley yesterday I've got to go sit with Hannah now but then Riley's not doing well today so do I go sit with her yeah. but then oh. not see Hannah so you try yeah. and like time your day so you're there for the cares the pumping sitting there watching I'd write in my journal every day Mm. then swap swap to the next baby and you'd get so frustrated if the nurses wouldn't wait for you because you're like yep I'll be back for this this feed or whatever um and this care let me do it it's my only thing that I get to do with that baby for the day otherwise you feel so please yeah (laughs) please let me touch my baby today yeah the littlest things that you want to be involved with, yeah, 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 because like it is changing those little nappies and wiping a non-existent bum. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But this is and this is something that, um, in terms of the twins again, like something that people can't comprehend. I think when people think of twins in NICU, they think of them laying in that big cot together, yeah. or they're oh, no, side no. by, or they're side by yeah. side, and the mum's in between them. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. A lot of the time, that doesn't work like that. Um, a lot of the time there's they're separated yeah yeah because they don't put them in the same pod if they're both high like high risk high needs yeah Yeah. um so our girls were on opposite sides of the NICU when they were first born because there was that's just how the bedding worked so we would have to like walk across the whole NICU go between them Mm -hmm. um and we fought so hard to get them together and they could never be with the same nurse they had to be like okay. opposite yeah. because yeah. they were both high risk, yeah. like high needs. Yeah. They, yeah. 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 So, yeah. You would, I think it took a long time to get them together, and then obviously to get them laying next to each other in the same cot, even to visit. Yeah. Wasn't until near the end. Yeah. Yeah. And you think they've spent all that time together in utero, and they come out and, and they're separated just, for yeah. so long. Yeah. And then and are they gonna? know each other are they yeah, reunited are they yeah will they have that connection because they should have had that connection in utero for all this time yeah but they don't yeah but yeah. they do they've got a they do special little button don't they they yeah. do yeah. yeah all right so yeah home gosh life at home once you brought home both of them um Cranny twins. Where do I start with that? Yeah, I don't even know where you, where you start. I imagine it was. <laughs> I mean, twins with a with an older sibling is as hard enough, busy enough. But then add in the preemie complications, mm-hmm. and because I'm guessing you went back and forth to the hospital quite a bit in those early days. Yeah, yeah, all your hospital appointments, the checkups, um, yeah. all of yeah. that, and then Riley had a few admissions. I think it was two, not even two weeks after she came home, and she yeah. got bronchiolitis so we're back in hospital again um, yeah. like between trying... three different hospitals like oh 
And trying to protect them from germs when they've got an older sibling is almost impossible. Yeah. Yep. So we yep. just so they do get sick. Yeah. As much as yep. possible. Like we didn't even know where she got that from, but she yeah. just got it. Yeah. And it's like you've just gotten home. Why are we back in yeah. hospital? Like yeah, the juggle between like learning about the oxygen, which was really nothing. Like it's you just deal with it when they say yeah. that your baby's going to come home on a feeding tube or on oxygen you just like okay have to yeah. do it yeah i don't want to be in hospital yeah i don't want to be in a hospital wait till they yeah can come off it yeah um you just do yeah you figure it out as you go don't you that's a lot of yes. it is yeah yeah all right so the first sort of couple of years i'm guessing were yeah back and forth in hospital with germs and tests and yeah um, appointments yep. um how did they go in those first couple of years in terms of their growth oh actually I've got a memory I need to share here mm-hmm. I will never, never never forget I don't know how old they were um there's a photo of them with their premier dolls and <laughs> the contrast in their size is was still quite noticeable for quite a long time yep. like even now Hannah's still that little bit bigger but yeah I remember you were almost they almost were being people thought they were siblings rather than mm-hmm. like sisters rather than twins yeah even now different. we get that do you? Like, yeah. They're like, have you got it? Like, a, how old are you? They go to Hannah and she's like, I'm four. And then they look at Riley and go, how old are you? You must be about two. Yeah. And Riley's yeah. still not aware of like how old she is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm like, no, no, she's four. And they're like, what? Are you sure? Like, are they twins? Yes, yes, I'm sure. Like, uh, yeah, the whole, are you sure? <laughs> uh, of yeah. course, I'm sure. They're my children, but sometimes you just want to slap people. Like, yeah, well, just t- believe. What a stupid question. Yeah. <laughs> that photo I know which one you mean there's such a big size difference yeah and even their dolls like their premier dolls like the contrast in the size of them um when they were born it's just it's a shock when you like you lived it but even for me seeing that I was like I knew there was a size difference but when you see it in front of your face it's like wow and like when you're saying how they were um identical but yeah from the start I could tell those two apart yeah, yeah. Well, it helped oh, that yeah. Hannah, Hannah had the chunk like you said yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much yeah. chunk yeah yeah all right and then we'll fast forward to now so yeah you've had your other little girl Macy who recently mm-hmm. turned one um I actually saw a post from you recently that said that Macy has healed you which I wanted to touch on here I really loved oh <laughs> Because I, you got to make me start now. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I had no a crime. very, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll take a minute. Because <laughs> I had a very similar sense of that with Jack. Um, obviously yep. his his pregnancy, there was no healing. It was awful. <laughs> yes. But yep. um, just the way his birth was where I felt like it brought me a lot of healing because James's was so traumatic. Um, just the yep. fact that I was awake, I got a cuddle. Um those little things. It seriously was. Those... It may not have been perfect. Yeah. But those little things. That was my birth plan. I was like, I know I'm never going to have yep. a normal, like, birth, the birth plan that I wanted before I, you know, ever had children. Before all but, of these, yeah. Yeah. But seriously, all I want is to be awake and to have a cuddle. Um, and the way that the doctors and the teams made that happen, like, it was all just, just because t- we had the same team sort of from our first. Yep. And they, because they knew of that experience, they were so desperate to give us such a beautiful, we had beautiful music playing. I've said all of this in the past on the podcast, so I won't go too much into it, but that sense of, I almost feel like, all right, I've, I'm, that's healed the trauma, some of the trauma. Yeah. It'll never go away, some the trauma. It. Yeah. 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 So that word healed really stuck with me. So yeah, I just loved reading that. So tell us a little bit about that. So as you said, it, it doesn't heal it a hundred percent there will always be that trauma there there will always be that ptsd that anxiety over that like looking back but being able to go full term obviously both were or all three were cesareans but knowing what date she was coming going in there knowing like you i just wanted that cuddle i just wanted that skin to skin as soon as possible yeah um they the nurses and doctors did ask me about 
like the twins birth when, when they were getting me prepared and I was like shut up like mm-mm don't don't go there like I don't want to go back to there so I like yeah. answered a few questions and I was like no can we please let's focus on this birth yeah here and now um but even you saying that that would have given them some insight into yeah like they would have known yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so then once she obviously came out I was able to see her I was able to hear her cry just those little things um got that cuddle near my head, obviously not skin to skin straight away, um, which was perfectly fine. I accepted that. Yeah. Um, I just wanted it as soon as possible because with the twins, obviously it was, Hannah was almost a week and Riley was weeks. Yeah. Weeks yeah. because yeah. she was too too delicate. Um, so when Macy got whisked off to the nursery because her sats dropped, I didn't even question it. They're like, the midwife is like, we're just going to take her. We're just going to go check. She just dropped down to the 70s. Yeah. And I was I was actually fine with it because yeah. I don't know if part of me expected it because yeah. I'd been there before. Yeah. Like, and you, you were a bit more, probably a bit more prepared, prepared for what that meant. And almost yeah. like, okay, well, that's where she's safest if, if that's yes. what she needs. Yeah. Yeah. If that's what yeah. she needs. I was literally like, that's fine. And the midwife is like, are you okay? And I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. Like I've been there before, I've done it. I know she's in safe hands. I know yeah. she's fine. Yeah. She hasn't had any crazy braddies or like the seventies in my head. I'm like, ah, oh, the seventies is fine. Yeah. Like I know she's fine. Isn't that insane? Isn't that insane? How you've like, got that perspective? Gosh. Whereas anyone else would be like, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> um, but it is still alarming being, you know, a full time. Yeah, like that. But, but you just had that contrast to yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's nothing, just that's fine. So Do what you got to do. Yeah. yeah, do what you got to do, sign <laughs> me back up and let's get on with this type thing. And um, it's funny, I had a very similar, again, with Jack, like I knew he was he was always going to go through because he was still that bit early, um, yes. go through the NICU, but I was that sense of, yep, yeah, off you go, bye. Like it was, yeah. and I, I think it helped that I'd had that, like you said, that quick cuddle and again like yes. that cuddle that they just put them you can hardly there, see like, yeah right on your chest yeah and like... I was like I had a photographer and I was like how's my chins right there? <laughs> yeah you're at the right angle here like yeah. am I crying am I well, it's well just because like you, to look at them you have to completely yeah you have to work. Yeah, yeah it's not pretty but anyway it was no. a beautiful moment but yeah like, when they took him moment. I was just I was just like yeah okay see ya I know you're in yep. the best hands yeah. yeah, exactly, and you know that they're safe, whereas the first yeah. time you're like, what the yeah. fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, yeah, well, the first I, time I, I was out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then when I finally got that skin-to-skin in the nursery, that's the moment that, like, healed everything. That was yeah. the most amazing moment after having the girl so early, just – being able to hold this chunky baby. Yes, and you look at them and go, oh, my gosh, you're a big look baby. That's, that's, yeah. Um, like, that's that's mine. I just – I did that. Like, that moment really healed a lot yeah. of the girls' trauma throughout it. And probably healed some of – like you said about that guilt of you not carrying them to term. It probably healed – it was almost like, yep. okay, I've done this, I can do this. Yeah. Um, yeah, on, in, in your own mind as well and some of your own um, struggles that you've had with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh. And I just I didn't want to let her go. She stayed there for ages um, and, like, I ate my burger. Burger. Oh. She was sleeping on me. The best. Um, because I was like, I'm so hungry. There's drains everywhere. And I'm like, I don't care. I've had yeah. my fourth baby now. Like, yeah. don't care who walks into me right now with my catheter laying out, yeah. like, bleeding. <laughs> it's just all the stuff that they don't talk to you about. But Yeah, yeah. It's just totally normal. In that moment, you don't even think twice about all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Not at yeah. all. But mm. the one thing we did... She was on the little portable um, pulse oximeter for 24 hours because she had that drop. Yeah, okay. So I did look at that all the time and I was like, is she okay? Is she okay? Like, which I didn't Mm. really want to do. But but your brain is wired. I swear your brain is wired Mm -hmm. to do that once you've been there. Yeah. Once you know those numbers, once you know what they mean, um, you're just constantly looking at it. So that's one thing I wish I didn't do. But then at the same time, it was kind of reassuring um, that she was on those monitors because that's yeah. all I'd known. 
Yeah. And it, or, like, it gives you that peace of mind then that, okay, this is better. She's safe. Is, she's yeah, fine. Yeah. Yep. She's healthy. She is full term. Like, it's not yeah. the same journey. Yeah. And it's just, and we talked about this last week in the pod, but with Jack, they took him off monitors after 24 hours. I'm not even kidding. He was 34 <sighs> weeks and they took him off of the monitors no. after 24 Yeah. And I was just no. like, and how am I going to spend all of this time in here? Yeah, not having no anything numbers. to look at. No, yeah, I need to look at the numbers. <laughs> Show me the numbers, yeah. please. And Scott was saying, like, we'd hear a ding, 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 and it w- and we're like, shit, but it wasn't Jack because he wasn't but it on wasn't the monitors. Jack he wasn't on monitors. But you still panic. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Just, and, like, I'm terrible. This is where I'm very bad now when ever Jack's in hospital. Mm-hmm. I can't. I don't know. I can't. No. I fixate. And it's and yeah. he, he's not even there for a, respir- if, a respiratory thing. If it's just his peg infected, I can't no, help. No, but still, but, you're still looking. I know. It's always it's there. Just, it's wired, I swear. And that, yeah. And then when it is the respiratory infection, you're just watching those sats drop. And, uh, and yeah. you're like looking, you're like, oh, come on. <laughs> Pick it up. Yeah. Even with a few cuts on the back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stimulate. Stimulate. <laughs> Night, you're up. Okay, good. But um, yeah, it is. I think it's just a, it'll always be ingrained in us as Mickey. Always. Your parents. always. Even, yeah. even now, yeah. Macy's still on the outlet monitor. So in mm. hospital, um, I bought the outlet with us yeah. because I just wanted to know for my peace of mind. Yeah, it is. While I yeah. was trying to sleep, yeah. um, that she was okay. Yeah. So even when she got whisked off to the, like, the nurses took her, took her to the nursery so I could sleep for a bit. They're like, is the outlet off? Like they knew and they accepted yeah. that. Yeah. And it was really good for me that they weren't like, what are you doing? She doesn't need that. They just yeah. accepted and they knew my history. They knew it. Yeah, and um, they would and like because not every other mum is taking an outlet into the nah. hospital. So nah. there's, you Everyone know, they like, know. Why are you taking it? Why are you <laughs> yeah. taking it? I'm like, ah. Uh. <laughs> if they don't understand that, then there's they need to look mm. at their their role yep. as a professional. Yep. But um, I think that's not something that. I shouldn't say normal. I'm not saying no. you're not normal. But if you hadn't, if, <laughs> no, if you hadn't had yeah. premier babies, you wouldn't. Yeah. No, think, you wouldn't question you wouldn't it. Think, you wouldn't think no, twice. But no, but it is. It's no. this 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 thing that you you just can't help but worry and have yep. that protective nature. And yeah, so I'm it, proud of you for doing that and taking that in and not being yeah like concerned with what other people. No, I needed that for my peace of mind. Yeah, like Mama Bear would have come out and say, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like trying the hardest thing was obviously my Macy healed part of the journey but then trying to not compare yeah her mm. to worst case scenario Riley yeah. so I call them yeah, my yin and my yang type thing like yeah. um Riley's journey was like I feel like it's not worst case scenario because there is obviously so many yeah. other journeys, but for us between the twins, hers was the worst journey. Yeah. So yeah. trying to not compare that to Macy, like, and thinking that Macy, she's got a sniffle, like when she yeah. was, yeah. The, I think we came home six days later. The next day um, she, we couldn't wake her. Mm. She just started um, bottle feeds um, and we couldn't wake her. And straight away, both Justin and I jumped to, like, fuck, we couldn't wake her. Yeah. Like, call an yeah. ambulance. We can't yeah. wake our baby. Like, yeah. what is going on? We just jumped to that worst-case scenario. Yeah. When we got to the hospital, the peep there was like, she's just got a full belly. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. why has she got the outlet? Like, how have you got that? Why? And he delved in a bit deeper, and he's like, you really need to make sure you look after your mental health after your journey. Your baby is fine. Like she's full term. She literally just had a full belly and was so in deep sleep. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. we just jumped straight to like, fuck, what's wrong? Yeah. Well, understandably. If that was Riley. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Riley would be straight into hospital, straight on oxygen, like yeah. back then. Yeah. So it was really hard to split. Separate the, the two. two. Yeah. 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 So that's. Yeah. Yeah. And that's. You just do the little things that you need to to for your peace of mind in that. But yeah. Like you said, like with having the outlet, that was just the one thing that you could do to manage that because it's 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 always going to be there. So it's just finding yeah. ways to manage that without um, it becoming too all the time. yeah without it becoming too much of a like consuming you too much. 
but you're like you're like all right I'll, I'll allow myself the outlet because that's not gonna that's no that's no issue and at least no. that gives peace of mind but it is trying not to think that yeah what's happened in the past is going to happen again will happen again and because yeah. they are totally different babies yeah so yeah it's really hard to split split that yeah but yeah looking at like macy even on a i want to say bad day for riley like in the little inverted things yeah. um if she's having an off day like i look at macy and she just brings so much joy so she's yeah. definitely meant to be here yeah um yeah, to kind of, beautiful. I don't want to say off, offset Riley, but like I say, yin and yang, like yeah. together, yeah. they've both taught me so much. All of my girls, obviously, yeah, they've taught me so much. So she really has healed a lot. Well, you've had like two complete opposite ends of the, and yeah, the fact that they're together is actually quite a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're, we're not having any more children, but I always think if I had another baby how I would cope with that as well, that separating, like if it was a full-term healthy baby, um, how I wouldn't think that every little, if, every he, little co- if he coughed once on a bottle, yeah. oh, he's, he's aspirating, you know, like yeah. I yeah. think it, it's just natural to have those thoughts. But um, it's also, yeah, like you said, you, you're being mindful that they are different children. And, yeah, so it's, did you, were you okay with the doctor saying that to you? Were you, were you a bit taken aback or a bit like, hey, mate, you back. have no idea what you're, we've been through? Um, no, no. I yeah. was like taken back. I'm like, fuck, I need help because. Yeah, with, okay, in that way. Okay, yeah. Because with Riley and Hannah's journey, I thought I was doing okay until Hannah came home and then we left Riley and I hit a wall at like 100 k's an hour. Yeah. That's when yeah. my mental health went down. Yeah. So that separation okay. of the girls, I wish I got help sooner. So I wish I saw someone for my mental health at the start of our NICU journey. So that's yeah. one piece of advice I'd tell any NICU parents. Mm. Even if you feel okay, talk to someone straight away or at least know that that is there for you um, because I didn't. I thought, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just mm. getting through the day. Like, yeah. like nah. So when he said that to me, I was like, okay, I need to get help now before it gets worse yeah that's a theme that's come up a couple times here actually is because in those first early days of Nick you're in such survival mode it's basically you're just getting through each day as best you can you have no time to even think about how you're feeling or it's literally an hour at a time sometimes um and it doesn't hit you until you get home and you start everything starts to sort of slow down a little and that's when it all hits you and we've said there needs to be support for all premie NICU families from the start yeah. <laughs> like no yeah. matter what and, and yeah. ongoing though as well so not yeah. just when you go home it should ongoing. be ongoing yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah amen all right so the twins are now four um you've had a recent diagnosis of cerebral palsy for riley and you had to advocate hard to get answers. How did you feel when you finally got that diagnosis? I'm guessing there are a lot of mixed emotions. Yes. So yeah. it was they thought she might have CP when she was obviously born um, just because of SIs and things like that. But then they dismissed it. But I think they were looking at just the spastic side of CP Mm. Um, when they do all their tests in NICU and things like that, I don't think they were necessarily looking at the hypotonic. Yeah, okay. So you say it side yeah. of it. So like yeah. the low tone, low tone. Yeah. Um, so obviously the physios come around in NICU and they check and they do their tests and things like that. But and but, but very early, they don't usually like they can predict it early on, but yeah. they can't really diagnose for a while anyway. But yeah, I'm still, I'm still quite, yeah. But I'm still quite shocked that four years mm-hmm. it took. Like normally, they can get it by two-ish. Exactly. <laughs> Even so one. She, yeah. So obviously, all her milestones were delayed. Yeah. Um, so sitting, rolling, all of that. Like she didn't walk until she was two years four months. So yeah. even just that, that, you would think, yeah. mm, shouldn't there be questions about that? Like. It's late, but obviously it is not as late as other children that have CP. And, and they keep putting it down to the prematurity, don't they? Yeah. Like in this yeah, case, literally. they would have just, just been saying she was she was so early, she's just catching up. Yeah, exactly. They were like, no, nah, no, nah, she'll catch up. She'll always she'll catch up to Hannah. All the doctors would were saying like, no, nah, she'll catch up, but she never has, and I knew she never would. Um, 
but with COVID, COVID puts everything. Everything on fucked hold. everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, fucking COVID. <laughs> fucking COVID. Um, but obviously there's so many appointments over those two years that we were meant to have at certain times and never happened. Yeah. And then lots of them were telehealth appointments and what the fuck are you going to do over the phone yeah. when you can't yeah. see our child yeah. in person? So I think a lot of it was just like mm. some things I understand can be done over the phone, yeah. but some things can't. No. Like... Yeah, like assessments and physio. Yeah. Like, yeah. How are you going to do that over the phone? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that was a lot of it. And then obviously a lot of the time, like you were saying, they just blame the prematurity. They just yeah. – and I might know there's something else going on. was so small and all yeah. of those things. Yeah. So um, – Did they have any bleeding on the brain? No, no. no. So yeah. we were very, very, very lucky that both didn't yeah. um, have any – brain bleeds because they thought Riley was going to. Yeah. Obviously her body's shutting down. Yeah. Um, so that's I think probably that's another thing as well. as well. Yeah, the fact that, that she, she hadn't had any. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. So how did you get the, how did you get the diagnosis then? So she started having the seizures. Okay. November 2020. I feel like I was just that year of COVID, yeah. So okay. she started having, um, the seizures, which were really, really unusual. So she's got the not a tonic colonic seizure. She goes floppy. She's the opposite. Okay. Um, so yeah. she has drop seizures. So she changes colour. She falls to the floor, like I'll have to catch her or mm. she'll be on us for a cuddle and she'll just go. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't until all of that kept happening and – the fact that we were like, there's something else going on. Her physio, she kind of plateaued a lot with her yeah, physio. Okay. Yeah. She really, like, she was making progress, slow, but progress until the age of two. And then after that, it just has seemed to stay the same. So okay. we were questioning, like, something else is going on. Yeah. Um, and our physio recommended that we looked through the NDIS and yeah. to try and get an appointment with the rehab team at PCH here in Perth. Eventually the appointment came through like 18 months later, mm. as it does. Um, mm. Yeah. And the paid there was like, do you think she's got CP? And I was like, yes, my mum instinct says she's got CP. I don't yeah. know what type, I don't know what extent. Like she can obviously walk, she can obviously do things, but she is so weak. She struggles stepping up and down stairs. Like we have to lift her into her car seat, just yeah. little things. Yeah. So she's like, yep, she's definitely got it. We just don't know what type. Like she was like, oh, she could be this, she could be that. I was like, yeah. I don't fucking care what type she's got. I just want that diagnosis. It's kind of and like some a, help because then you can get some relief, relief, yes. some support. Yeah. Without yeah. that diagnosis, you're kind of just in limbo. We've just been in limbo this whole time kind of yeah. thing, like knowing that something's wrong. I don't say wrong, but knowing something's going on with our child. Yeah but yeah. yet not being able to access that help for it or not yeah. the start. So yeah. hence the NDIS this year, which has been our therapy team has just been amazing. I am so grateful that they were recommended. Like yeah. I'm, It's so nice touched, having those people behind you, isn't it? That actually yeah. believe you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to feel like you're going and fighting every time. No, yeah. every time because yeah. you just get over fighting. Yeah. There's points yeah, that there's... you're just like, I am sick of trying to advocate for my child. I would never stop advocating. But it's like when you're getting pushed back, you're just like, oh, my God, this is, this, is this even worse? It's it's worth like it? it? Uh, it's, yeah. yeah it's, no one's listening. What's the point? <laughs> yeah. It yeah. obviously is worth it. But yeah. Like the... You just feel like everything's falling on deaf ears. You just... yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. So you just give up. Yeah. Like, whatever. But these therapists have just been amazing and so many more ish- issues, so many more things I suppose have come up being picked up yeah being picked up now which should have been yep. picked up years yeah. ago yeah so even the tiniest things like our physio the first assessment picked up that Riley turns her foot in on the right hand side so she's actually tripping over her foot every time she walks hence why she falls over so much mm, no go. one's yeah. ever picked that up before yeah but that was the first thing she picked up yeah and I'm like oh I can see it now yeah like, why didn't I know that before Oh, well, it's not on you to know that sort of no, stuff, but, but like, some, someone yourself. should have been looking. Yeah, yeah, they should yeah. have been looking. Like yeah. she should have had AFOs years ago yeah. like to help yeah. that 
but obviously now it's later. Um, and just but like you said, you're getting that support now and you, you, you see that and you go, oh, yeah, that's happening. We can do something about it now, like yeah. instead of just, yeah, letting her be the way okay. she well, is. Yeah, exactly. We thought, yeah. oh, it's just Riley before doing the interview. Yeah. So like, it's just Riley. That's just what mm. we do every day. But now we've gone through that. Toddlers fall over all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Toddlers, toddlers throw tantrums. They have meltdowns. They do this. They do that. Yeah. They lick things. But now we're like, oh, no. Riley needs answers behind there's more to that. it mm. there's more yep. to why she has these sensory issues these sensory needs there's yeah we understand a bit more now so many people are going to be nodding along to this like I'm sitting here going oh my god yeah 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 why four years later like yeah but it is like there's this this period of I reckon one to two years where everything is just down they're, they're premature they yep. are toddler Oh, all toddlers are like this. They're just like, all toddlers but, are that. They're exploring. They're doing that. That's how yeah, they do things. Yeah, we're pretty good as mums to know what's, especially if we have other children, <laughs> what's, yeah. what's normal toddler and what's extra toddler. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I always say that health professionals need to start listening to mums because we're mm. actually, my gut has rarely been wrong. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So how, I want to ask, how are you? <laughs> I'm just going to laugh at that question. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, now, now especially, you're getting very busy with the NDIS stuff, um, therapies, ongoing yeah. assessments and all of that. And you've obviously, you know, had um, mental health struggles in the past. Yeah. Um, understandably, you've been through so much. So how are you? Are you still getting support, therapy? I am still getting a little bit of support through my counsellor. Um, yeah. I do need to go find a new psychologist because we were with the Raphael service through St. John of God's and they were amazing. So highly recommend any postpartum mum or yeah. dad, parents um, to check out the Raphael service. They, yeah. oh, they were just next level, but you only get 10 sessions through Medicare covered. Yeah, covered. So it's a bit of a shame. I want to go back and apply for a next 10, like next year. It's been the next financial year. Let's go get some more. Oh, so it's every financial year. That's good. I think so. Yeah, yeah. They were just amazing. And she opened my eyes so much to how the girls were different, how I should be thinking of things. Yeah. And trying to look after myself. So some days I am okay. Other yeah. days, like currently the girls are sick yes. um, mm. and those reoccurring thoughts of like even checking Riley's temperature just before we got on. Yeah. Like temperature, yeah. thermometer, like it goes mm. back to the little babies under the arm. Yeah. Like got the pulse oximeter, Justin knows to just get the pulse oximeter for me now because yeah. I need to check her temperature. I need to make sure she's okay. I check her breathing, yeah. um, check her oxygen, even though I know it's and, okay. But it's there's never – a break from uh, yeah I understand it so much and like Scott gets quite frustrated with me he's like you need to switch that part off um no, and, no. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> and won't I, switch off <laughs> it won't and like even more so being a nurse like I think mm-hmm. he's like shouldn't that shouldn't you just know then when it's bad and when it's not and I was like yeah but I stress I stress about it yeah so and it's much. your own child yeah it's I different. don't I th- yeah is it different it is absolutely yeah, yeah. And you second guess yourself, like that mm-hmm. second guessing is just yeah, next level. But um, yeah, it's again. I think everyone's gonna be not along saying mm-hmm. yeah, we all, we're all the same when when they get sick. Yeah. So yeah, some days I'm doing okay, especially if I can actually take those moments of self care. It may not be going at, going to get a facial or your pedicure or whatever. Like just yeah. getting into the garage and being able to go for a walk for twenty minutes on the treadmill. Yeah. Um, or sitting and having a hot cup of coffee, not yeah. a lukewarm or cold mm-hmm. coffee. Yeah. Um, those little moments I've been really trying to focus on. Yeah, good for me. So, yeah. as my counselor likes to say, micro moments throughout yeah. the day. So yeah. maybe thirty seconds of doing some breath work or something like that. And it's just, just enough to get you through the those. next few hours. Yeah, you're just and then steps. the next thing. Yeah, yeah, maybe steps throughout the day. Yeah, so. That's yeah, a good way of looking missed. at it because I think that a lot of people think they have to do something big no. um, and, like, do it we frequently. Mom, but when are we going yeah. to do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
And especially when. when when if you've got children that you can't leave with other people and stuff, um, you need to find in your own mm-hmm. in your own routine in your own shit show to to yep. put aside that. Like you said, even if it is thirty seconds of going into the bathroom and yeah yeah taking some deep breaths. Um, yep. And even better if you can get 20 minutes to go for a walk because that's a big, seriously, walk. It's a chunk of time. The best. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and like, headphones in with yeah, music. Of, like, yeah, or a, or a podcast. podcast. It's, yeah, podcast. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I've started to do that lately and that's been actually really, Listening really to good. someone else's, like, life yeah. that they're talking about, I was like, oh, it's so refreshing to get out of my own head for a minute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For an hour or two and then, yeah. like, yeah. come back to reality. Yeah. It's therapy. Mm-hmm us having this chat today here's your therapy for the week thank you i appreciate it (laughs) and justin how's he yeah he's doing okay he obviously has the same concerns when they're sick and stuff as me um he likes to put things in his little box as he calls it typical man kind of shuts it in and puts it to the side i want to say um but i know when he's struggling so i try and take time for that but overall he's doing Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. But you're a good team. Yeah. Thanks. We try. <laughs> All right. I think that wraps it up. If our listeners want to find you and follow your story, where can they find you? You've got a massive Instagram page that I love following along. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so growing our tribe on Instagram. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. This was that. It was. It was. Me. I feel like I'm chatting with an old friend because <laughs> I just do feel like I know you guys so well. Um, following the twins from pretty much birth, really. Um, yeah, you've always you guys, been there for us, so I'm so yeah, grateful for you. I feel like you know, not so much recently, but um, yeah, it's always that 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 NICU stage where I get very close to families and then you know I might not keep us in touch but I trust me I, I stalk from a distance you're still and there. I follow. Yeah, you're still yeah. there. And you yeah. understand. Like yeah. I find that lots of people who have been there are the ones that truly understand. Oh absolutely. Like unless you've walked in those shoes. Yeah. Someone said recently, oh do you think um you know as time goes on you're gonna be able to relate less to people's journey and you won't be able to be as mm. involved in the support side of it? And I said, I'm right now, no, I don't feel like I'm at that stage. No. Like I feel like I can yeah. if I like recalling all those Nikki things, it comes back within an instant and Yeah. I think you can always relate and it'll always be there. But I do wonder if in a couple of years I'll be less um you know, that's why I'm getting fresher, fresher eyes in my Miracle Mama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always yeah. nice to have people who have recently gone through it too to to be that support. So. Well, because like you were saying, like little things you forget, but then yeah. as soon as you start talking about it, they all it pops come back up very come quickly. Back. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And it's also nice, I think, for others to have the hope of the future, like we were saying before. So, you know, in a couple of years' time, James will be. <laughs> hate to say it he'll be eight. Oh my gosh <laughs> already well, he's, God, yeah he's oh, six yeah so six now so yeah same you think in a couple of years time people would love probably love seeing this eight-year-old that and yeah, yeah like that the light at the end of the tunnel and um it's always nice to hear from people who have been there that yeah. are sort of on the other yeah, side definitely. yeah so thank you for coming and sh- yeah sharing your story and no problem um yeah, I've had a really good time chatting to you. Thank you. Yeah. We'll chat soon. Thanks, Gretchen. No worries. Bye. 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 <laughs> All right, Rorers, I'm going to get straight into this. So as mentioned earlier, I have a little bit of news to share. As you're all aware, Emma has taken some time away from the podcast recently and over the past few weeks, she has made the brave decision to step away permanently. I know it was a difficult decision and while we are both sad that it has worked out this way, I'm so, so proud of my friend for doing what is best for her right now. The way Emma has opened up and shared her story so vulnerably is something I'll always admire and I know that she's brought comfort, reassurance and inspiration to so many. We've received so many messages from lost mamas and that's just proof of the difference that she's made. And I myself have learnt so much from her too not just about grief and bereavement, but also how to sit with, how to support and hold space for a friend that has experienced child loss. I'm a better person because of Emma, this podcast and what we've created here together over the past few months. I lastly want to ask that all of you continue to wrap your arms around Emma and the Bone family as the loss of their darling Willow becomes harder with each passing minute. 
Emma, please know that your raw village is and will always be here for you. We will always speak Willow's name and think of her whenever we look to the stars in the sky. We so desperately wish we could bring her back to you. Emma has pre-recorded a message for you all, which I'll share here now. Hey everyone, it's Emma here. You will have to excuse my incredibly snotty nose. I am currently isolating with COVID at home and I just wanted to quickly jump on here and say thank you all so much for the love and support over the past few months. You guys have been absolute rock stars and have jumped beside me for what has and continues to be the hardest journey I have ever had to face. I've had to make the incredibly hard decision to step away now and put my mental health first, something that has deeply suffered since the day that Willow left and it's time that I focus on getting that spark back in my life. The love and support and compassion that this community has provided me and my family is something that I will never forget. Most of you never got to meet Willow, but you've listened to me and have spoken of her as if she was your own. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. And to Amy, you're a true true gem of this world. You really are one of the most selfless, compassionate and grounding human beings I've ever met. Your fierce fight for your precious family and for the people around you is something that you should be incredibly proud of. You are such a voice for the Premi community and and have given a voice to those who once felt silenced. Don't ever underestimate your power in this world. You are making a difference. You have been an ear in my darkest of times and have always backed me from day one. Keep going, girls. You're providing such an amazing, safe environment for so many families and I'm so proud that I got to be a part of it. Much love and support always. I will forever be Aurora. So it's really hard for me to come back from that and share what I'm about to. But in keeping with the name of this podcast, I'm going to be honest and let you know that over the past few weeks, I've found myself wondering if I should continue with the pod. Knowing that Emma wasn't coming back, our listens and our feedback had dropped a little too. And it was obviously taking up a lot of my time doing a lot of it on my own. Let's just say I was seriously doubting and questioning myself and I really missed having Emma alongside me. But then last week two things happened. So one, I posted in my Miracle Mama support group asking for advice about what I should do and I was met with so much love and encouragement to keep going. So many of you reminded me why I do what I do and how this podcast is reaching hundreds of people who need it. And two, I recorded this podcast episode with Grecian that you've heard today. Like I said, at the time I was struggling to decide whether I would continue with the pod, so I certainly wasn't looking for a new co-host. But my chat with Grecian was super easy and we seemed to connect very naturally from the start. So I decided to take this as a sign and I asked Grecian what she thought about being the new co-host of Raw and she said yes. I think you'll all agree that Grecian is a serious vibe. She speaks so naturally. She has a heart of gold and is a freaking super mama. I just love her passion to not only support warrior mothers in the Raw community, but also mothers in general. She shares an honest and unfiltered representation of motherhood, the good, the bad, the ugly, and I really welcome that here. So I just wanted to let you know that nothing is changing with our content and Raw will always be what Emma and I had envisioned. I guess the topics, they'll all be the same, but I'm excited to chat about all aspects of motherhood that aren't necessarily specific to us as a medical and special needs community, but are definitely influenced by everything we've been through. So for example, a little bit more about the everyday challenges of things like toilet training, tantrums, growth and development, sensory issues, and so on. So personally, obviously, the past few weeks have been a huge mix of emotions. Um, I'm so happy to introduce Grecian as my new co-host, and I'm thrilled for what's to come, but I'm obviously also very sad to see Emma go. Now, over the coming few weeks, you'll notice things slowly starting to change over. We'll be introducing and welcoming Grecian. We'll be updating our trailer and our artwork and Grecian will become active on our social media pages. So please say hi and give her some love. I'll still be chatting to a couple of guests on my own as we sort of swap this over. But very soon it will be both Grecian and myself here alongside a range of inspirational mamas and sometimes papas, of course. Um, So business as usual. And lastly, I do want to let you all know that to celebrate Grecian joining Raw as co-host, we are doing a little giveaway. 
So I've come together, obviously, as Miracle Mama um, with Grecian and with Anika from Rosalind and Ray to gift a little package to one of our listeners. So make sure you're following Instagram because that will be going live tomorrow, so Tuesday after this episode drops. On next week's episode, I chat to Jade, who some of you may know as Growing Through Grief on Insta. Jade is mum to three darling children, two girls, Millie and Ella, and their little brother, Toby, who sadly passed away after 204 days in NICU. Jade is very open about life after losing Toby and offers a lot of valuable advice and wisdom for not just lost mamas, but all of us on the other side of loss. This topic is something we don't really want to consider and our minds naturally run away from it. But it also means that if and when it happens to someone around us, we struggle to know what to do and say. I think we have so much to learn and can all do better in this space. And Jade's insight is something everyone can benefit from. But until then, thank you for being here and for riding the waves of the emotions with me this week, for holding me up and for pushing me through. I'm not going anywhere. In fact, I hope we're just getting started. I'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.